Hello everyone, welcome back to Let's Take a Moment and today I want to talk about dealing with setbacks and the type that are going to hurt and the type that are easy to get over and the types that are not. Um, now I don't want anyone to think necessarily that I'm speaking from personal experience but of course we all do have moments where things don't pan out the way that we want to or the way that we hoped um, and I think that I can offer some insight into when I've had moments. And I think the the big one was when I lost my my council seat. Um, and the, but but it's interesting that I lost in two elections for county council. Uh, one in twenty thirteen, a one in twenty seventeen, and I lost in twenty twenty one. And there were some key differences between the defeats and the victories uh, that are quite interesting and enlightening. I want to get into that. Um, so we'll have a very short break. I just want you to think about maybe what was your biggest, probably personal and professional setback. Um, obviously, you know, you can't tell me what that is, of course, but I'm going to try and have those in my mind. I don't necessarily want to, you know, talk about any recent ones. I think sometimes things have to be kept slightly personal. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm pretty much an open book, uh, so people who 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 know me well will know what I'm on about. Um, but uh, you know, it's the le- it's the lessons rather than the anecdote that I'm interested in sharing. So, and the insight that I'm sure most of us have, but it's sometimes interesting just to hear someone articulate it, and uh, that's what I'm going to do right after this short break. Very quickly, let's set the terms of reference here because, you know, setbacks can be massive. You know, you can have life-changing, life-shortening things that you come across. I'm not not really talking about those. I'm talking about disappointments rather than, you know, devastating things like family bereavements, you know, massive medical issues or anything like that. You know, disappointments is kind of the the remit of this conversation. Um, I'm not really qualified or, or comfortable talking about the, the bigger things. That's not really in the sphere, I think, of personal development that, that certainly that I'm thinking about right now. Um, so when we're thinking about disappointments that we've we've had, um, the first thing to say is, I think, is, is gauging and putting into perspective what people will say to you. Uh, in, in response to learning about it, because it's quite natural for you to reach out to somebody and say, you know, I feel really terrible about this. I've, I've been really disappointed. And it's a, a human nature thing. And it's actually a nice thing for people to try and help. And they will usually say something or, or do something. I had a friend of mine who very kindly dropped off a packet of, of sweets <laughs> when, when I wasn't, I'd had a disappointment. And they said, you know, there you go. Probably wasn't the healthiest thing they could have done, but you know, it was a nice gesture. Um, <clears throat> but you won't always get people saying things that you welcome. Um, they'll try and be nice. But what they quite often will try and do is tell you that it doesn't matter. Forget about it. It's fine. You'll be fine. And that's really not what you want to hear at a moment when you're working through disappointment. Um, so you just need to put it in the perspective of people are trying to be kind. It's not easy to say anything. You know, if you said, if I said to you, when you're feeling really down about something that you say you've missed out on or 
whatever. What could people say that made you feel better? There's probably a, a, not really a form of words that certainly won't fix it. It won't reverse what's happened. Um, you see, you have to bear that in mind when you when you can feel frustrated by someone telling you that something doesn't matter because to you it does matter. And if it matters to you, it's important. It's valid. And nothing anyone says should have you doubting whether it's important. There is a process that you have to go through. So when I suffer something where I feel like I'm disappointed or I was hoping for an outcome and it's not the one I hoped for and I'm, you know, it's a negative outcome because sometimes things can work out and it's even even better than you expected. But obviously this is not what we're talking about right now. Um, so you have to work through the negative emotion. I usually take a drive. I drive very safely. Um, I don't drive like a lunatic and put people at risk and myself at risk. But I'll just drive somewhere, take some quiet time, let my thoughts process in a proportionate, balanced way. I keep retain my self-control. Um, and I just think about things and work out how I'm going to move forward. But I think it's fair to say that the evangelists out there will tell you everything's a learning experience. Um, you know, don't... It's all learning. There's no bad outcomes is just learning experiences and these are all true but it's things that you that don't work out the way you want them to will hurt and you'll feel sad about it and that's fine you know I, I think embrace that because it's what makes us human and it's good actually it's commendable it's, it's very courageous to to dare to hope and to risk disappointment to put yourself in that position where you can fail uh, and feel the pain you know quite you know I, I play chess and I'm not very good so I tend not to play much because I don't like losing you know you've, you've got to to win you have to be prepared to lose you have to compete you have to be prepared to lose there can be bad outcomes and you know so well done for whatever you've tried that sounds cliched it's actually true you know the fact that you've put yourself out there when I stood for council I mentioned earlier in 2013 you know, there's a chance I could lose and that was going to be really bad. The time where a setback will really hurt is when the gap between what you stand to gain and what you will not access or what you will lose. When that's wide, you know, for example, with the council, it was going to be four years of being on committees, being a councillor, being involved in the community versus nothing. And therefore there was a big gap and that's when disappointment can really go deep and, and take a while to get over. Uh, with the council, I think when I stood in 2013, um, I talked about core differences, but it took me about a week to get over it. And maybe even longer than that. I'm not actually sure how long it took me. Um, maybe I didn't get over it until 2017 when I stood again. Um, and that time I was successful, but there's still no guarantees. Now, the key difference between... 2015, uh, 13, sorry, and 2017 and 2021. Certainly 2021 is the core difference. In 2013, I didn't plan for a contingency. I, I didn't make any alternative arrangements. I just had this pathway set out that I wanted to pursue and it was dependent upon me getting elected and I lost and the script was ripped up. Uh, it didn't affect really anyone but me, um, but it was a very, very deep wound because I didn't know what else to do. I remember sitting in my car after the election think, and I said to myself, what do I do now? I had to go out there. I had to get involved in football. I had to get involved in photography. I had to do. I had to literally think of things to do because I had kind of no other interests at that time. 
Now, by the time, <coughs> excuse me, by the time 2017 came around, I had a more balanced life. I still think it was, you know, it would have been a complete change. So I was, I was in a position where as the votes were getting counted and I did actually win, um, I knew that it was going to be a new start and it was either going to be a new start away from politics or away from elected politics. I wouldn't have stood again, I don't think. Uh, maybe, you know, I'd said in 2013, I'll have one more go. Um, but come 2021, I had a much more balanced view of what was going on. And of course, we were coming out of the COVID pandemic, so it was a bit different. I also knew the way that politics was going that I was going to probably lose my seat. Um, so I was prepared. And I think that's the key. If you can proactively prepare, that's in your favour. Because, you know, it's still fine to care about losing, although I take the point on things being learning experiences. When you miss out on what you want, having a plan, I think it's just sensible. It's mitigation. A lot of people will say, and it's usually the people that have won all their life who are the top of the game, say, I never think about failure. Well, they've never had to, you know, but eventually, if you keep putting yourself out there, everybody, you know, either fails or gets close to it. You know, last night, Fury fought in Ghana in the boxing. Supposed to be an absolute cakewalk for him. Turned out Ngannou was a really game opponent and he probably should have beat him. There's an argument that says there was a lot of money riding on him winning and that's maybe why he got the verdict in a tight fight. Very diff- very difficult night for him. Now, he has to deal with that setback because now people aren't saying quite the nice things they were saying before. The mitigation is that he doesn't need the money. So he can at least say, well, if I walk away right now, I'm fine. Um... So I think that's that's the key is is working on your mitigation strategy if you like. So let's say for example you're going in for a for a job and you decide you really want this job it's a, it's a good pay packet it's it's going to progress your career it's going to challenge you etc and you really want it. I think it's perfectly fine to think about what might happen if you don't get it. Is there things you can do in your current job that help you to stay around for a bit longer if you, you don't or are you what sort of jobs are you going to look for have you got other applications in so that even if this one doesn't come off you're not back at square one needing to make submissions and then go through that week upon week upon week of waiting around for things to to work its way through the recruitment process if that's important to you then you know you can have those things in motion you don't have to do one at a time um also i think the the key point about <clears throat> filing it in your head when you deal with a setback is to very quickly understand the realities of the situation. Um, we can't turn back the clock. We can't advocate for uh, other people's decisions in relation to ourselves. So you have to be very, <clears throat> very pragmatic and very honest. Now, I met with um, Dave the other day, shout out to Dave, and he said that, you know, I'm quite good at this. I'm, I'm, I'm probably too honest. But the positive bit about that is, is that when it comes to honest self-assessment, I usually don't kid myself. In fact, I probably go too far the other way. And there's probably work for me to do in that area. However, the positive of that approach is that I don't give myself a free pass. So I will sit down and think, okay, this outcome is because somebody else decided to do X, Y, or Z. Or someone didn't give me this. Or someone could have given me something better or 
you know, I've received an email to say that, you know, this new business in piece of interest that I wanted that I would have got a lot of praise for at work of bringing the money in, they've decided not to follow up on my email. Like, did I write it well? Could I have written it better? Was it perfect? Well, no, it never is. But at the same time, it's their decision. If they make a different decision, um, I feel a lot different. But what you've discovered, and I think it's worth just bearing in mind, is that life is often a zero-sum game. Insofar as if you win, someone else loses, and vice versa. The energy in the universe stays the same. It's just what bits you get to experience of it. Um, and it can be frustrating when perceptively you look around and you see people who constantly seem to win and you keep getting setbacks. I mean, I've had, to be honest, I've had setbacks. I, I mean, I honestly can't think of something that I've done that I can point to and say that it's been really successful since probably April 2021 when I got my current job. Now, I'm... You know, I'm I'm putting a pretty high bar on that in terms of things that I've tried that could have come off big, but they've all gone wrong ever since. Um, and that's frustrating because after a while, you start to expect things to go wrong. And then the universe says, yeah, you're right. And it, it, it gets difficult. So, you know, having that, when they say just keep going, it could almost be a, it, that really frustrates me when people says that to me, actually. Because I think, well, I am, but I just wish I got one break. And and that's where the frustration kicks in. So your kind of management of those emotions is, is very key as well. Because I probably run the danger sometimes of developing a real chip on my shoulder. And I don't want to become one of those older people who don't achieve loads who become just really bitter. And I sometimes sit in political meetings with people like that who are just so negative. Because, and blame everybody else about the world that they've experienced because ultimately they didn't make it. Um, and, and I think that's where it gets really... I don't want to become that. So that's why I, um, I'm i very honest with myself. And always remind yourself as well that these big stories that you read about these big promotions, like some people just, just do well. Um, and And your challenge is to be flexible enough to search for where your little bits of success are and keep throwing that dart at the wall until you find it like I never give up ever doesn't matter how old I get I will still keep trying to do stuff and to be honest I'm almost brazen when it comes to setbacks I, you know I'm so used to it it hurts but I just sort of I'm used to the feeling and it's just like ah that feeling again and I get over it quite quick um I get frustrated, really frustrated that here it is again. And I probably let that linger a bit too long. But just sit back and think, how do you deal with these things? I think the worst thing would be is if I felt nothing. If you did something and you didn't get disappointed, that tells me that life's kicked you so hard that you no longer feel anything. And, and it ends up being a little bit of, are you truly trying? Because if you try hard at something and it's worthwhile, it's going to hurt when you don't get it. If if you feel nothing, that's a problem. I don't know what the answer would be then, but it does suggest to me that you're beaten down to a point where you've got to work on that. Um, and it's maybe a different for a different podcast to work out how. 
Um, but I'm going to leave it there because I think that's a, an interesting sort of discussion around how we deal with, with setbacks. The key thing is that we will bounce back, but it's okay to just take a moment just to kind of let that let that go through you a little bit. You know, I want it to hurt when I fail because it means that I put the maximum effort in to try my best as far as I can do my bit. You know, and I'm not falling for that cliche. You'll notice there. The next time I'll succeed, I guarantee it. Sadly, I've found that most things in life require the intervention or the influence of others. And that's where you can come across all sorts of oddness, sometimes a lack of fairness, sometimes some unconscious bias, sometimes some conscious bias. You've just got to do your part. That's the only bit you can do. That's the only bit we can all do is to try and just do our bit right. So the thing that I was upset about recently, I did everything I could do to make it right. There's literally nothing else I could have done. So I'm I'm peed off about the outcome. But that's all. I don't have any regret. Somebody will say, you could have done something better. I could have done something different, but I don't think it'll be better. I gave it everything. So I can live with that. I think that's the bit where... I find at least that I can live with it, providing I try my best. Sometimes it's a bit of an arrogance when you don't, for example, do do the best you can and you walk out of a, of a situation and think, if I'd have done the best I could, I, I would have got that. Well, actually, there's a reasonable chance that it would have, wouldn't have mattered either way. That the other person might just have been more appropriate for the job or better at the game of chess or better at the... You know, whatever they're doing that, that you're trying to do. And your best isn't always good enough. You know, just because I remember a lecturer at university saying to me in 1999, he said to the whole lecture theatre, effort doesn't mean effectiveness. You know, it's, it's, it's what you do, not how hard you try doing it. If, if you try and win a 100 metre sprint race running backwards, you can try really hard. You're probably not going to win unless you're a hell of a runner, runner backwards which I don't think anybody is, by the way. But if you decide that's what you want to do, good luck with that because it's it's not going to work. But if you try really hard and you say, I'm never going to fail again, well, you, you know, it's a crazy example, but just think about that. It matters what we actually do. So the effort's got to go into making sure that we're doing our bit right. And I'll leave it there and I'll wish you all the best. 